Hello and welcome everyone. I'm Alexander Debar and you are watching the No Money But Dreams podcast. Our guest today is Mahdi, who is the CEO and founder of TriFit Agency, an agency which you started in 2016. 18. In 2018. Yeah, sorry. August of 2018. Okay, and you started off with how many employees and where are you at today? Uh, first employee was my driver, Hassan, who's still there. Uh, we've gone through 6,000 applicants ever since we started. Right now we're at 150. 150 staff. Yeah, 150 divided between UAE, Dubai, Lebanon, Beirut, and Saudi Arabia, Riyadh. So you outsource some things out there? No, don't outsource. It's just a team that's catering. So Lebanon is a call center mm -hmm. that caters to... It's in like it's it's all part Marketing of leads, I'm not sales like, leads? Yeah, sales leads. And then Saudi is uh, on-ground execution. Okay. So when did we meet? We met when we were working on an influencer Burger 28 strategy. In, Long in, time ago. We met that in the was first in, warehouse. We never, me and you never met. My no, team it, met you. Yeah, Elbit yeah. or someone met No, it you. was somebody else had approached me. And then I remember coming into you your warehouse. You came in for Mariam. You know, yes, yeah, and exactly. Then back then, long time ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember walking into the warehouse, and like I just saw this guy in the corner with all these <laughs> tattoos. Like I was like, "Who the hell is this guy, man?" Yeah, it's a long time. That was 2019. That was before COVID. Man, that was even before 2019. I swear that was 2018 or something. No, like because that. I started August, and then I left uh, my first location back in um, so eight months later so around mid mid 2019 I left and that's when we met so it was like mid kind of that era. your phone is not on airplane mode dude we have gone through this <laughs> put your phone on airplane mode god sorry. damn it sorry sorry okay cool yeah okay. so 2018 2018 started 2019 we met and we've kind of like been intertwined in a weird way <laughs> ever since then no matter what happens one way or another we kind we, of find each other we kind of get to work yeah so yeah. Then we worked on different campaigns projects it's been good we're in the same vision, you know. For sure, we share the same end goal. I think, you know, I no, believe. definitely, man. And we're um, both like-minded. We spent a lot of time having discussions as entrepreneurs and talking about the ups and downs of business and whatnot. So I thought it was a long time coming that we sit and have a little chat and share it with whoever's bothered to watch it. Happy to do so. Um, so the first point that I want to get to is that you started Trifid Media because your boss at your first job when you came out of university. Yeah. Had you had approached him with an idea, you had gotten a five hundred thousand dirham retainer, I believe. I did, yeah, at the time. And he didn't really understand this next step in in so, media. He didn't understand new media. No, he didn't. It was hard for them to kind of get it. It was the owner. I had another person in the company um, who was the director, who was my line manager, you could say, mm -hmm. you know, the first to report to. She got it, mm -hmm. but then the owner didn't get it. First, he said, let's do it. Revenue share. I'm like, sure. So you and had I, brought the business, basically. Yeah, you had he, found the client. He said, go find it. And, and then I'll, I'll invest to make it bigger. Okay. So then I'm like, okay, fine. And then I went and I found it. I basically mm -hmm. sold something I didn't have. Okay. When I went back to him, uh, he said, uh, I can't now, can't grow. Space is too limited. Can't get people. Mm -hmm. Difficult. You know, things were too slow. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I was, I wanted things to be done fast because I had to move fast. Everything was moving fast. I couldn't yeah. slow down. So then when he said that, I'm like, listen, you know what? Um, I'm not going to sit here, build something for you when you're not even willing to support. After so he, he was potentially going to be your first investor in Trifid <clears throat> or in whatever no, no, this no. is. So my investor, the first investor became um, an investor who was initially my client. Got you. The you know? This first client. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So he became my, um, an investor into the mm -hmm. company. 
a very good friend still till today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, come, I'll give you a cap of uh, half a million. Okay. That means I didn't get the cash. It's like spend. I, I trust you. Mm-hmm. And whenever you need it, salaries, overheads, come to my offices, spend time here. Mm-hmm. My HR will support you. My finance will support you. My legal will support you. So he was and kind of like a mentor as well. So he was, he's still a mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I still look up to him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm like, sure, let's do it. And I did it. And eight months went down the line. And what happened was it was very difficult to grow because... At the end of the day, I was dealing with the finance and accounts of his organization. Yeah, you didn't have any autonomy. Um, I, I did, you could say, but it needed three other approvals before it came. Like, for example, if I wanted something small for the production unit, I had to wait six mm-hmm. weeks. Not six weeks, six days, five Sounds days, like when I four work days. with you. Oh, not, not, not <laughs> like that, but I had to wait. And because of the wait, things were slow again. So then I went back to him like, hey, listen, man, I, I appreciate it. I love everything that's happening, but I don't think I can. And it was too corporate back at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I need to leave. I need to kind of be able to open my wings and go like, I need to get this done properly. He said, okay, no problem. Just um, let's settle our, our dues, whatever it is. And mm-hmm. I paid back every term back mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. Um, Which essentially he gave you services. He, he gave or me he his, gave actual cash. No, he also. gave actual cash. He okay. paid for the. So I had an idea. So uh, what was the idea? Circle back so because I feel like was, we're beating around the yeah, bush. Yes, so idea was so trifid is anything. The meaning of it, I googled it back then because I couldn't find any name. So I went mm-hmm. on Google. I'm like, give me the synonyms of three, mm-hmm. and then it just gave me trifid. Basically, it's something that's equally split into three, okay. which is back in the day was influencer marketing, mm-hmm. production, and mm-hmm. the client. Gotcha. Um, so that's how I started. Right. You know, I'm like, all these influencers are being managed by companies and agencies, mm-hmm. but they're just managing, sitting down and writing an email and responding and attending events. Basically secretaries. N- exactly. Mm-hmm. No one is actually giving and dedicating the hard work, which is the content production element element to it. And I started with micros, 20,000, 30,000. And then I ended up having, you know, some of the biggest names in the country mm-hmm. because of that production element that we were giving to yeah. Um, the influences which worked the idea came together and then all the other agencies that were already established and had their place in the country and and, in kind of the market uh, started doing it and they started coming to us to give production for their influences and they were subcontracting to you they were subcontracting (laughs) and at the same time they were like oh you know they were like not in a very um they were very condescending in a way, when they were, you know, speaking to me and how it was going, you know, I'm not going to bring any names up, but that's how it went. And I always said, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. I want to do more. I want to do more. So you would take on the business. I would take on and I would just fight. And I never, I, I never did anything to destroy someone else's business. I always was like, okay, you're doing this. No problem. I'm going to go and try other ways, you know, try sure. other streams. And it worked. Um, and the idea was around supporting the youth. That's what I wanted to do. I'm like, yeah, it is a headache. Yes, they might be irresponsible. They might not have five, six, seven years of experience in this market. But I'm not looking for someone that has 10 years of experience. Back then, I didn't want someone who has 10 years of experience in production. Mm -hmm. Because then I'd be looking at someone that's an expert in TV. 
Yeah. Why would I want? Yeah, you were shifting. You were shifting from the old form of media into this new form, which now we all take for granted, which is social media. Whether that is developed from Instagram, well, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Now we're into the TikTok age and and whatever is going to come. And I think that the old company you were working for, obviously, I believe they were in publishing. This was kind of like the holy grail of media before. It was newspaper publishing, and then now suddenly you have the smartphone, you have internet. And you have this new wave of where people are consuming and spending their time. And these old dinosaurs, if they're not nimble enough, are not capable to, to catch on. And you caught on that early. Yeah, I did. At that and time. I, I really give you a lot, of, a lot of respect for seeing that really early on because I didn't even see that. You know how honest. I saw it? You know what happened? So, my, so I was managing a sales team and I, was, I had targets back in the day. And I had to meet my targets at all times. Sales were declining because people were not spending anymore because it was not bringing them results. Yeah. Immediately, the government announced that every single influencer needs an NMC license, which is a National Media Council license, mm-hmm. which costs 15,000 dirhams. Mm-hmm. They had tiers. One of the tiers said, if you as an agency have this license, you can bring as many influencers under your Wing under your wing and use them. So what I did was I'm like, okay, this this is my opportunity. Let me go get this license and I can sign whoever I want to sign because a lot of the influencers will not go and spend 15,000 dirhams as an investment into it because that's not how they want to go. They're content creators. They're going to create content, talk about it. And yeah, go. that's their strength. Their strength is not yeah. the business side. Their strength so I did is- it. It worked. I went from literally 30 to 50. COVID happened. I had people f- working from my villa. We're all kids, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Working from my villa. And then uh, during COVID, I was going out and about trying to make money. You know, two months we're at home, lockdown. Um, and then COVID restrictions went away. Mm-hmm. Universities were a mess. Educational systems were a mess because they're going from... Uh, physical experience to now uh, study, online, studying, online yeah. studying, which is so difficult to shift and adapt to. Mm-hmm. Everything was a mess. And parents or guardians were sick and tired of having their kids at home yeah. 24-7. And paying school fees. And paying school fees. So you know what <laughs> You're happened? You're basically paying to have the kid at home. <laughs> Crazy. And then what happened was I went on TikTok and I did one video. I'm hiring everyone in this country. <laughs> It just blew up. And it blew up. And how many many people, when you did that TikTok where you said, I'm hiring everybody in this country, be honest, don't just blow up the numbers now to go viral. I'm not. I'm not. Legit. And there are videos and there are people that joined that are still in the company today. I did the video next day, walked in, Wolf of Wall Street moment. You know when he does the newspaper article and the next day he comes with people fighting like, yeah, yeah. I came in the next day, I had... 100, 150 people. Just waiting for you. You know that, remember the old warehouse? It yes. was huge, right? It was, I remember coming to that My, warehouse and I thought it was like X-Men. It was literally, <laughs> it was literally all these kids, like locker room. I'm like, bro, I came with Adnan. You remember yeah, that yeah, one time yeah, we came yeah, and yeah, met? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's literally kids everywhere. Locker room. There's yeah. locker oh, room. I'm like, what is this, a university? Yeah, it's or crazy. Like so that. I did that video and then they came and then um, I, I just walked in 9 a.m., 9.30 I sat in my office and you know how the offices are. Everything is visible. It's not completely open. Like even you are in a glass. Everything is open. So I sat there. I called the first person and I'm looking at his CV and then I'm like looking around me. I'm panicking, right? I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, how are you going to deal with 150 people? So then I went out and in my head, I'm like, okay, listen, Maddie, 
you can't interview all of them. These people don't have experience. They all look young. Mm. Um, you want to give them an opportunity. You want to give them a permit to be here. You want to do it properly. You have a week's window to do so. So let's get it done properly. Go mm -hmm. out there. So I went out there and everybody just wanted to work. So I took the guy's CV, threw it in a bin. I'm like, I don't care about your past. I don't care about your present. I care about your future. Everyone's hired. <laughs> and everyone just got, <laughs> they actually did. And it just blew up. And from there, it just took off. Um, obviously, and that's kind of been your ethos. Like that's yeah. how you run your business. You, I, you rely on like young, fresh minds yeah, because they're the ones who are at the cutting edge of all these, yeah. you know, changes. Yeah. I welcome everyone, but I have a very short period of a trial. Mm -hmm. If I feel like you're here for a ride, just because it's you know you're watching it online, mm -hmm. I'll respectfully ask you to leave. Sure. Um, after like a few days, if I feel like you're serious about it, a work permit comes in place. Mm -hmm. Following a work permit, visas come in place. So now we have a hundred here in, in the UAE. Mm -hmm. Seven. And what is the criteria? Like as a kid, I I come. I'm eager to work. What, Either, what are some of the criteria that you look at for me to stay in TriFit? Like, what are you looking for in the first? Be presentable. Mm -hmm. Know how to speak properly. You're not I'd like someone that's nervous, you know. I, I, I bring on board anyone that walks into TriFit. If it's a walk-in. And, and I've seen that yeah, as a testament yeah. to that. I, re I welcome everyone. Sure. Um, I don't. I, how, who stays? I, what, what kind of qualities? So, so it's sales. Anyone that makes one sale. Mm -hmm. Any amount. In, in what, uh, what amount of time? Uh, doesn't matter. You have it. So I, I believe in a 90 day period, like a football match. And it's an example I give with a football game until minute 89. If the if the score is zero, zero, it's zero, zero. But mm -hmm. then if they score minute 89 or minute 90, the win. whole thing changes. You get the sure. three points, right? It's yep. the same with sales in any field. You got 90 days until day 89. You don't make anything. Maybe not day 90. It just flips and changes for you. And I believe that the commission doesn't matter. It's the recognition and the self-satisfaction you get after closing a deal, that kind of dopamine that you receive in your body when you have received a, a positive response from someone willing to spend mm. could turn you into this monster of a person when it comes to sales, you know? Yeah. So that's why I push as many people to do that. I've got people that when they were 20, they joined the company. Today, they're 23, making 30 grand a month. You know, you're at 23. The guy doesn't have a, a higher education, mm -hmm. probably left school as well. Doesn't mean you can't make money properly doing it after you're thought to do it in that sense or, or, or way. That's my criteria. And with when it comes to other areas in the company where I have to give a salary, which I currently have around 60 people on payroll, mm -hmm. it's just... Your attitude is more important than your talent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, attitude is everything. I don't care if you are the best content creator in the world. If you cannot accept criticism because your ideology, your concepts don't matter. The, co the client's concepts matter. If the client wants you to go left on a, on a, on a content or whatever direction you want, you have to Say, yes, okay, sure. I believe in this, but no problem, I will. If someone, I've had so many people that are so good, super creative, but, you know, attitude just doesn't sit well. And it's not because I need to like you. 
my client needs to like you. Of course, because you have to manage paying. the relationship of the client yeah. and as well as create something that they want at the end of the day. For me, they're paying. And that's how my business is running. And we are not in a position today to say they will all come to us because of X, Y, Z. So it's all outbound. It's not inbound. Mm. I have to make calls. I have to set meetings. I have to convince. I have to sell, upsell, do whatever I can do. And then I pick it up and give it to a creative person to go like, I don't believe this would work. I believe. You know how many people I have come to me and say, I'm a cinematic guy. Um, and I need to do things in landscape format. They're just not flexible. I'm like, no, you do your landscape for your personal project that you would post on your personal page Mm. that your people watch and see and enjoy. Good, do that. But we we can't do this here. Yeah, I agree with you. You I face some frustration sometimes trying to explain people how to do something. Like, just trust the process. Like, I'm not here unless I have some sort of knowledge to understand the direction to take. Yeah. Now just listen to it. Yeah. And sometimes you have to get to that point yeah. and just be stern about yeah. it. And if someone gives one step, I'll give them 10 steps. But some people come and go like, I have studied for seven years this program. And therefore, because of my degree and my education, I need 17,000 dirhams to start working. And that's just a I'm like, That's like, literally. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even go further than that. You and know? that's another another thing that I, I think that a lot of people feel that they're entitled. Like I had friends when we left university who wouldn't work for X amount of money, let's mm. say, because they felt that that was beneath them, which is a completely idiotic mentality to have. And then I have other friends who just took it because when you leave university or if you drop out or whatever the story is, you just need experience. After three years, nobody cares where you went to university or what you studied. They're just looking at what did you, what if, what skills have you gotten, and what do you know? And how can you add value? Exactly. That's another point. Is that people message you? Like someone will message me on Instagram, be like, "I would love to work for you." Okay, great. Well, like, why would you not say what value you can add directly? Instead of me having to ask you, and then you ask them, and they're just sitting there they're like, sitting I there. don't know, I, don't I just know. want to work. Oh, what do you mean you just Someone want to work? Comes to me and a- another another issue there is how many people have university degrees, dude? It's a commoditized, it's a commodity now. Everybody has one. So how do you set yourself apart? As it's frustrating. I, I look at the ones that don't have one. No, I know that's from your business. Me too, as well. I mean, for Burger Twenty Eight, I don't need a university degree to flip burgers, right? You know, it's a, it's a matter of attitude, a matter of but personality. But if you were to hire someone for social media, would you care about a degree? No. If you were to in hire, in fact, the people who don't have a degree are probably better at social media than the ones who do. To be completely honest, because it's so cutting edge and it's always changing. And that's another thing: is that just because you're in flow now, just because you know what's trending now, doesn't mean you know what's going to be trending in a month or in two months. And that's what makes TikTok as a platform, which Reels is copying, but it's not exactly the same. That's what makes TikTok, like sometimes things will just explode on TikTok. You know what I mean? Out of nowhere, and you can't explain it. And maybe in one month, you won't be able to get it to explode. So it's moving at such a fast pace. Adaptability. You have exactly. to be able and to And younger adapt. people are more adaptable yes. than older people. Uh, my, my head of accounts today, so I have a CFO and I have a head of accounts. She's 21, mm-hmm. right? She joined the company when she was 19. She has access to everything I have in the company. So she has all my, co- everything. She can literally like just press a button and, and run away. And run away. But she's never going to do because What's I trust again? her. <laughs> so <laughs> she's studying. She studied. She current. She did both together. Today, she's got a degree, but I'm not taking it. She's accounts. She's finance. Mm. Something that you had to 
actually study. No, you didn't. You just need to. Uh, then everything's available on internet now. That's man. what people you think. You can learn everything. She did it. She's 21. Average age is 23 at TriFit. And for me, uh, if I were to ever have a superpower, like let's say I'm 50, right? And whatever, millionaire, billionaire, no money, just an but entrepreneur. Dreams. No money, but dreams. No money, but dreams. <laughs> and I were to choose one thing that I'd want to have is adaptability. I'd want to be 50 and a 20-year-old comes to me and says, hey, this is a new thing that people are doing. You have to go here and do this and do this and you'll go viral. And I want my 50-year-old brain to go like, you're right, let's do it. Like Gary Vee. Exactly. He's capable want, of uh, understanding. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Role mother, that mentor. That is a super, super, fa- so super power that can, anybody would want to have. If I can do that, I think I'll always be able to be up to date with stuff, be trending, be modern, be able to support, be able to help. But the vision where I'm headed is exactly what Gary Vee is doing. And that's why I'm documenting everything as mm-hmm. much as I can. Yeah. So your TikTok has recently blown up. Yeah. I mean, you, you were doing very well. You got it to like around, not that numbers or views are necessarily the only metric, but it is what it is. Yeah. You were kind of hovering around 70, I feel. Yeah. Around 70. And then now in the past month or month and a half, you've gone to 150? 140, I think. 140, something something like that. I don't look at the numbers anymore. I just post. Yeah. I post three times a day, twice a day. So I I told myself. You even told me. You told me at the beginning. Was it the beginning of this year that you made this sort of promise? I I promised myself beginning of the year, but then I have a three month. I had a three month kind of, you know, (laughs) lag. Yeah. I was lagging for three months. And and why were you lagging for three months? I was just like, I was going through so much in the business Mm. that was stressful that didn't allow me time. But then I'm like, you know, I sat there. I'm like, if I, if I can focus, give the same focus I'm giving to all these clients to try fit and to myself, yourself, yes, I can give more back later on and it will ultimately grow, you know, Mm -hmm. grow yourself, grow everything else. I just followed that and it worked. Of course. The amount of inbound leads we get, the amount of people wanting to work. I'm having people now. Well, even just now when we were checking into the studio. Yeah. Sorry, what was your name, man? He's not here. No, he's here. He's hey, here. what's your name? TK. TK here over uh, was just like, oh, you're the guy from people TriFit. Know. People know the hiring of videos. Course. Because of the hiring videos, almost every time I go into a store in the mall or anywhere, the cashiers or the people that can you give me a job no not can you give me a job you're the guy i've seen your hiring video so the algorithm has probably picked it up tk has seen the hiring videos as well i I was told that uh, i was looking for a job and i was told about you (laughs) (laughs) hey that's you're not lying on the pod no i'm not no that's a good that's good damn I have people in China. So I'm so basically I'm building a remote team at the moment. I have two people in China, Malaysia, India, Pakistan. And how do you find these Nepal, people? Nepal, they find me. I don't find oh, them. Wow. So they message. And I I I so I receive not gonna I'm not lying. This is actual facts. I receive almost five hundred applicants per day every day. Across on DMs or everywhere. By emails, email. DMs, company, everywhere. You LinkedIn, Every single platform. Twitter, doesn't matter the platform. Right? I'm, I'm everywhere. Facebook, I'm receiving it on every platform. Out of the 500 per day, 10 are different. Mm. So that's and how like, do you filter through 500 CVs? Uh, m- me and my team do. Mm. I, I go through my emails, personal emails. The rest my team does. Mm-hmm. Even my LinkedIn, I'm not the one answering them. 
I have a kind of a brief given to my team. I'm, I, you know what I go tell them? I'm like, if someone says, hi, sir, just delete. Straight away. I don't want a hi, sir. No, yeah. I, I, I want to, hey, what's up? Mm. <laughs> I want to, hey, bro, hey, buddy. Hey, whatever. This is what our industry is. Definitely. I'm not a banker. It's more relaxed. I'm not a banker. Flexible. I'm not into corporate. I want someone that, you know, is relaxed, but is also respectful. Because mm. not because I want you to, you know, have respect with me only. You need to have respect with everyone at the company. You have to have respect with your clients. You have to do all of that. So that's what I'm looking for. So out of them, 10 are different. Out of them, three send videos. And do you request a video? I, I don't request anyone a video. A lot of people done, are doing that now, though. I've done... T- so I did a TikTok um, <laughs> saying I'm going to ban everyone from sending emails as text and mm. WhatsApps and whatever. You need to send voice notes or videos. Mm. And uh, Love in Dubai posted about it. And, and yeah, it, yeah, it was like video. 95% hate, which is, you know, I respect people's opinions. That's TikTok, man. Um if you if you literally go into all the comments on TikTok and you read every single one, you'll go crazy because the majority is hate generally, and that's because it's a bunch of people Which who, is fine. who are probably bullied and <clears throat> not treated with respect in the real world that they have to come and shit on you. No judgment there, but I believe that if if you send a video to someone or a voice note, right, the people that are gonna be like, oh, cringe, I'm not gonna look at this, or I'm not gonna spend thirty seconds looking at a video, rather I'm gonna take thirty seconds reading an email are not the ones I want to work with. Agreed. I don't want to work with them. No problem. You go and work with someone else. There's. It's not like I'm limited to X, Y, Z number of people. I'm good. The ones that do send the videos and, and appreciate those videos are the ones that if I start working with them, I'm going to not only develop, grow, succeed, and also be happy doing what I'm doing. The truth is, though, when you sit in an interview within like, you get good at it, right? Like within... I would say 20 seconds, I can tell you whether I could work with this person or not, just from their body movements, from the way they talk, the way they present themselves, the way they hold themselves. And you can only see that in a video. You couldn't see that in an email or a resume. And I think there is a company now that is setting up some sort of way of hiring people solely through video. I think that would be <laughs> awesome. Great. Yeah, yeah, I do it. And I yeah. send out videos. So the ones that send out videos to me, they're, they're all like 19, 20. Their video edits are horrible. You know, no one does it good, but I'm like, at least you went the extra step to do something. And be different. Then be different. Mm. Therefore, I believe if you come here, you're going to be different. Yeah. Otherwise, you sit there and send me a long... You know what recently people are doing? They're going on ChatGPT. Oh, God. And it's so obvious. They don't even <laughs> remove the brackets of the name. Yeah, that's I'm like, awful. man, you're copy-pasting off of ChatGPT sending yeah. me. Why are you doing that? So, like, I don't go... I just, It's just... So there's a, there's a lot of talk that like Generation Z don't want to work or that they feel entitled. And obviously you work with a lot of young people. I don't think that's true. Um, I think that they do want to work, but they want to work and have some sort of meaning, you know, and meaningful interaction and some sort of satisfaction, which maybe the older generations didn't need it. It was just work. And now nothing is just work and you you kind of have options and you can choose how have you seen that play out? And what would you say to somebody who came in front of you and said, no, Gen Z is lazy? Because no, your whole lazy. business is built on no. Gen Z at the they're moment. They're not lazy. You have to be able to adapt to them. You have to be a chameleon in your workspace and adapt to the ages of 17 to 19. Because mm. that's when your teen years end. Yeah. 20 to 23. 23 to 25. Because after the age of 25, your brain stops not stops developing, but it kind of goes like, hey, I'm good. 
Yeah, I, s- I feel like if you can live up till you're 25, you have a good chance of living your whole life because some of the stuff you do between 18 to 25, like I look back, I'm like, Jesus, I really like... Yeah, you just have to learn how to adapt to those ages and what like... If I if I'm going to a if I'm if I'm talking with a 17 year old a trifid I I go in and I go like hey like I I change the tone of voice I know how to speak I mm. talk about uh, platforms like Discord and I'm going like what are you to do today like you know that's my kind of thing um, yeah you can understand their language yeah, you can speak like their language on a Friday right any uh, this is facts I've been through this for five years on a Friday. Someone in the, between the ages of 17 and 22, 23, 22, let's say, would care more about their weekend plans than anything else. That's the most you important thing. You give them 15,000 dirhams as a bonus and tell them to do something, but rather choose a house party that you're going to go to with a bunch of other people to have a good time and that you're going to be recognized. I swear to God, they'll choose the house party over the 15,000 dirhams. That's nuts. Another thing I've learned is that one thing educational systems failed at big time is teaching the youth how to save money. Oh, God. It's unbelievable. Just Not save. even save money. They save money and invest. They just can't But if you look at it on like the high level, the big companies want you to spend. They want you to upgrade every five minutes your phone, you know, yeah. buy this yeah. consumerism. If, if, if you taught the younger generation how to save money, then these guys would not make any money. But I think investing is investing even worse. Investing is even worse. It's it terrible, man. It's not, lo- it's not it's crazy. rocket science, man. You could literally put $100 since you were 18 every month into an ETF tracking like the S&P 500. And it, you would have $1.8 million by the time you were <laughs> like 80 years old. That's unbelievable, man. But everybody just squanders it. Me as well. I can't say that I invested absolutely everything no, when I was that age. I need to age. teach them a bit more because I have, I have 20 year olds that are making eight grand a month today. On Nothing salary, left. and then like day twenty, I go to the guy at like eight p.m. before leaving the office, and I'm like, "Why are you still here? I don't have any money to get a cab home." Unbelievable. I'm like, "Okay, use the metro. I don't have any money." Zero. Nothing. Zero. He looks at me. I don't have any money. I'm like, "What do you do with your money?" Yeah. He's like, I don't know. What do they do with the money? I, like, I don't know. Just that mad. would be an interesting piece of content to yeah. track. <laughs> track one of their. <laughs> Like what they spend from it's the crazy. moment they get 8,000 dirhams in their bank account all the way to it's zero, the crazy. 20th on the month. It's crazy. So then they what, walk home? I don't know. I know. Of course we support <laughs> them, you know, like I support them. For sure. It's not all but wh- of them. Wh- why don't you actually start giving like seminars in TriFit about how to save and invest money? You know, it's not going to be taken that seriously. Mm. They don't find it a cool thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Mm, true. But it is what it is. You know, I'm just going with it. So in general, like as we move into the digital age, everyone seems to kind of want to be a content creator. Like yeah. kids want to be YouTubers. Um, they want to be famous, quote unquote, on social media. I mean, how would you suggest for somebody to become a content creator, number one? And how much money do you think a content creator could get paid if they were good at what they did? If they were to work for another company? It's an open-ended question. I think, um, no, content creator for themselves. For themselves? Yeah. Oh, easily. You can make $10,000 a month. If you are consistent for a year thinking you're not going to make any money, mm. and in the second year, you're going to make easily. Month 18, just like how a business uh, break-even allowances are calculated on an 18-month basis. Same, same thing. Same way with a content creator. You post one video a day for 18 months. Month 18, you're breaking even, you're making money. 
So that would be your kind of your yeah. recipe or your investment like that. is 5k, 6k, the latest iPhone and a mic. That's it. That's it. It's never been easier for somebody it's to insane. kind of put out an it's idea insane. and see what happens to it. It's insane. And you don't have to like, you know, uh, you don't have to be talented. No, you don't. You just kind of have to keep testing and find your niche and then double down on it. And where would you say is the biggest growth opportunity for content creators? I think TikTok today is the largest or the biggest space. Mm. So I, I suggest to any content creator would be to build your strategy or your focus around TikTok mm. and then double down on that content and recycle it on Reels, mm -hmm. on YouTube Shorts, mm -hmm. recently Snapchat. This is this is hot news. Mm -hmm. It just launched like a couple of days ago. Snapchat has launched something similar to TikTok. Really? It's insane. It's launched already? It's launched. It's active. I have to check it out. Uh, you can put hashtags. You can put captions. You can post the reel. It I feel the issue with Snapchat is it's very difficult to go like organically to other users. Same thing. It's exactly the same thing. Exactly now? the same thing. You're it's kidding. Insane. It's insane. Well, Do it on thank Snapchat. Thank God, finally. Do it on threads, you know. And then that's one strategy. And then recently what I'm doing, so I'm, I'm kind of thinking, how can I tackle every platform? At once? At once. So what I'm doing is I'm doing the Gary Vee strategy. So he records his content on a tripod and landscape. Mm -hmm. But then the top area is the title of what the video is about and his captions come in the bottom area. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a vertical format video. Yep. And then... He then also posts that on YouTube. Yep. And then... On shorts or no, long as form? No, as a long form. And I've just went on Rumble as well. Mm -hmm. What's Rumble? Rumble is similar to YouTube. Okay. It's, a, it's, it's competing against YouTube. It's where Andrew Tate is. Okay. So it has like, it has a huge number of viewership on there. You know, a lot of these... And it's young, long form and short form oh, as well. Exactly. Like, YouTube? like Exactly. Copy like, paste. Copy paste YouTube. And then another app is coming up. Don't know if you know about it. It's called Chingari. No. So basically, TikTok is banned in India. You can't ah, yes, access it. I know it. that, yeah. And the next country after China to compete with any country is India. They're both in the billions of population. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they've launched this app called Chingari. And Chingari okay. is growing like a disease, a virus, right? It's exactly the same thing And as what's TikTok. happening is now India has now gone to Pakistan. Pakistan is slowly going to go into... Nepal, Asian countries, mm -hmm. um, Iran, maybe Philippines, all the big population. Southeast Asia. And then the next place it's going to hit is the GCC. Yeah. So if you want to target the largest population mm -hmm. of people living in, in, the, in, world, in the world, GCC, what's India, Pakistan, uh, Philippines, Southeast, all these countries combined, they cover almost... I think 70% of the population of the UAE pretty much could yeah. do, right? Mm -hmm. So that's another app. And it's exactly like TikTok. I'll check it out. I haven't even heard it's of it. It's called that. Chingari. It has a fire logo, kind of, you know, the fire emoji. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then you think about you think about it, you're like, how are you gonna tackle all of these platforms? You really need it a team. It gets tiring, man. It's yeah. so I have I have four people in my team. Um, they're called the the money team. Um, they're completely separate to what we cater to clients and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they can help and support. So I have someone that and I can't. I physically physically can't have enough time to make sure I'm there with my partners. I'm running a business. I'm managing all these people in three different countries, and at the same time, I'm sitting down and and answering 
DMs and, and whatnot. So no, it's impossible. I take <coughs> care of two platforms. The rest I can't. What about creating content? Kind of what is your strategy around creating the content and how do you I plan document. it out? So because run I, us through that. Okay, so because you didn't do that before. No, no. You just recently started. Yeah, this. I ran out of ideas, I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I just ran out. I'm like, how much am I gonna sit and educate and teach people? Yeah, it is stressful you know? trying to come up with the next thing every single time, trying to follow yeah. some structure to so, go viral. So I was like, okay, so spontaneous content works, documenting works. Hmm. And it's not planned. It's me doing me on a daily basis every day. Which is infinitely scalable yes. because you just it have every ends. single day. Exactly. Never ends. So now I have uh, the team of four that does that. And, and what, do, what does each one do? Does someone plan or they're just videoing you? Like zero someone's plans. not videoing you right now. Zero plans. So he's not but here. But you say, come on, let's go. Like video literally, me or I he's I just... I call f- out his name. His name is Birch. I'm like, Birch! You know, Birch! I just, literally Birch. And, and anywhere Birch he is, you know. from here. He's got the equipment that he needs. He's got the mics. He's got the cameras, the tripods. And, and like he and has And you use iPhone only, right? Only iPhone. Only iPhone. And now what I'm doing is I'm even documenting Trifid Media's sales meetings. Mm-hmm. So if someone sets a meeting with a client, I put up a tripod, I document it so I can post just it. cut it. I'm literally documenting every single thing. And then I have someone that sits down and, and goes through it. So all the confidential information, numbers, certain things that we can't share, we just cut it out or mm-hmm. beep it out mm-hmm. and post the content. You know, I'm, we're living in an era that every second is content. What we're doing now is creating content. He's creating content and probably on stories. So everyone is out there creating content. And the one that creates the most wins, I believe. So you I, just v- believe in volume over yeah, quality? Yeah, volume, of course. Who so cares? How many times do you post a day? Twice or sometimes I thrice? post four times sometimes a day, five times. Depends. Each platform I post minimum twice. Ever since March. Yeah, but on TikTok, for example, how many videos do you do a day? Two minimum. Two, minimum one, two, two. One, two. And is there any specific time? I that don't you care. Suggest? I don't believe in that. Your content, if you want to pick we'll up, go it's viral. a pickup. Yeah. You know that too. I mean, do you have timings that you post your post? I like to post one video at six o'clock in general, but then the other one. And has it ever been where the other I one picks I up? I can't say. I can't say, to be honest. I, I believe that if something is going to, if the algorithm is going to like a piece of content, it's going to like it's it. It's pick it up. It but I matter. wouldn't post at like two or three in the morning, for I've example. I've done it and it has gone viral. Really? Five million views. 3 a.m. At I three post, in the at morning? At 3 a.m. in the morning, I posted it. Fair enough. There you go. I've had posts. That's that a hack. That's a myth. Myth busters. It doesn't, believe, it, it doesn't exist. The TikTok myth buster is in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in it. It just doesn't Fair work. enough. And I've tried it. And it's worked with me. And so your is, advice to anybody who's looking to kind of create content, where do they start? Like where do you, you have a zero follower page on TikTok, where do you start? And you want to be a content depends, creator or your, you're a business? Choose your, okay, if you're a business, the owner needs to be in front of the camera as much as he is behind the camera. Mm-hmm. It's a must. And you know this. And I feel that there's a lot of businesses that are not willing to do that. And they're just going to lag further gonna, and further yeah, are, and further they are, behind they because they can't keep up. It's not, you cannot bring an individual that becomes your brand ambassador and believe in it that this person is going to be in your company forever. It's never going to happen unless yeah. you, until you give them shares. Mm. So you cannot make them go famous or grow them mm-hmm. because that's not the right strategy. So suck it up, come in front of the camera and start talking. Start speaking about what you know because there's no one else but you that knows your business the best. 100%. So come but, and talk about it. Okay, so where do you start? You're a content creator, not a business owner, not a business a content creator. Where do you start? How do you create the ideas? What industry, what niche? Fake it till you make it. Go on TikTok, 
let's say you are a chef. Mm-hmm. Go on TikTok and write chef USA, chef Mexico, chef. I don't know, man. Find keywords and get inspired. Get inspired. Take the idea, recreate it for the benefit of doubt or not benefit for the, I don't know, man, like as a gesture of goodwill Mm. that, you know, tag the person. So if your content picks up and goes viral, at least people know where the idea credit. Give them credit. Okay, cool. That's it. Uh, You have to answer one. Followers or views? Views. Views over followers? Any day of the week? Any day of the week. I don't care. I don't care about it. I, I appreciate 10 views, 10 followers, and I appreciate millions. I'm good with both. And I think that's a metric. Like so many people put so much value on these vanity metrics and that actually stops them from creating content because they post one video and they don't get enough views or they don't get enough they likes. They get demotivated. They get completely demotivated. But I see that as, as a competitive advantage for people who are a little older because when you're younger, you really care what people think. Mm comments mm. likes etc mm. as true. you get older true you don't care true but i think that puts us at a massive advantage because i can post a video you can shit on me and i really don't care i could give two f's because i'm doing something else you know what i mean and i think a lot of the younger generation are not creating content mm. i've noticed this there is no like there's a lot of content not created by younger people and it's majority of older people who are like, okay, this is a massive opportunity f- to be able to post something for free and for 5 million people to see it. That's uh, one of the I biggest opportunities. I kind of disagree with you there as well because um, your probably your algorithms are not, your f- pages do not have the younger people's content. Perhaps. There are younger people that are doing content at masses. At scale? Live streams are insane. I know live streams are huge with, now. With the youth, you know, with ages between 15 to tw- kind of 21, mm. live streams are crazy. Are you doing any live streams with no, clients? No, I, I can't. I, I, because that it's a very sensitive thing for us, right? Uh, especially, you know, I have to make sure that um, we're... I, I respect UAE, Dubai... And I got to always make sure that I don't publish something mm-hmm. that might in any way or form affect anything that, you know, is out there from so the cultural norms. Careful. And with live, because it's it's live, it's mm-hmm. I can't, you know, I have to be careful in what goes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very sensitive, especially when clients are speaking, sensitive information is going. It could be anything. It shouldn't be even like numbers, you know, uh, like uh, you can't control what's going out there and you, uh, these this day not, and age you need to really think yeah. twice between so before can't publishing something can't do lives but unless, do you do lives with customers for clients have you tried that oh yeah yeah and does it work yeah 100 percent. are you seeing more roi on lives than you're seeing on posts yes if it's organic yeah we did a we did a 15 minute live <laughs> session with this influencer that is with us from saudi arabia she did a nighttime routine mm-hmm organically didn't say anything just was doing talk. it she was doing it and talking about something else mm-hmm. she was singing mm-hmm. to the music 15 minutes she's doing her nighttime routine so serum cream under eye blah 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 and then people start asking what is this what is this? what's the brand and she showed it for one second or like three seconds and we were kind of tracking on the on the back end of the website for the traffic that's going mm-hmm. the website crashed what <laughs> <laughs> you're kidding it's insane. organic that super insane. organic super organic yeah, i mean everybody is just looking for something which is more raw and real uh, right in the, the beginning facebook was raw and real then it was perfect instagram same thing snapchat same thing tiktok a little bit different but tiktok live is really just you raw 
Like you can't fake it. You can't do man, anything. The money like that. Pe- the creators make on TikTok <clears throat> Live is insane. I know. What's people- the most you've ever seen somebody make on TikTok Live? The recently there was this thing between two of the biggest uh, creators on Live. One from Saudi Arabia. One from he's originally from Pakistan, but he's based in Dubai. I think they made collectively ten million dirhams. What? Ten million? And we're live for how long? Two hours. Jesus. I think that much. That's unbelievable. You have no idea. The you just insane. It's just some stuff like you know I wouldn't allow myself to go and do like put cream on my put whipped cream on my face or draw on my face or all these stupid things that people mm. are doing. And this goes viral or yeah, a lot I of mean, people, people interact, like, with. Uh, interact with it, which is I'm not with it. But there are some live streams where it's actually entertaining to to watch and then. You gift your fans, yeah, your, your, you know your fans, you're gifting your your creator to support them. Your artist. Uh, whatever. <laughs> um, so it's kind of, and the money they make is, Alex, is insane. Like they could easily be making 20K a day, 15K a day, 10K a day. That is unbelievable. That's even more than like a Snapchat influencer yeah, who's going crazy. to different it's places crazy. from time it's to time. It's crazy, it's crazy. Um, I know you have a pretty intense morning routine now, which yeah. you just started. Uh, been a or month and a half. Month and a half. Yeah. Can you run us through it? So yeah, so ice bath. Um, okay. I I go on ice three minutes, three times a week, every morning. And what time do you do that? Six six thirty, kind of. You could first say. thing as soon as you wake up. I wake up. up I wake up. So I have a rule. Uh, when I wake up for the first five minutes, I don't touch my phone. Yeah, I started doing that um, as well. You know, and it helps a lot. And the, and even at night, the last five minutes, I don't touch my phone. Yeah. That Which is difficult. Yeah, it's difficult. Because you're like on your phone, you're at night, and you're like, okay, now I'm falling asleep. Let me put it. I I put it away before you, when you get ready kinda, to go to sleep. Yeah, I kind of get close my eyes and I'm go like, okay, now it's away, and now I'm gonna get ready to. So six six thirty ice bath, take the dogs for a walk, um, and then come back shower. Um, I do the ice bath in the beginning because it wakes me up, especially mm-hmm. when I put my head inside the water. It really. And what effort. temperature do you go on? I I don't uh, uh, measure. measure, but I put fifty to seventy five kilos each time of mm-hmm. ice. Mm-hmm. Each twenty five kilos is ten dirhams. I bought a huge freezer for five hundred dirhams to store the you ice. Just stack it all. In I there. just stack it all. I go weekly stack enough for me to, you know, six to eight um, twenty five kilo packs could last me a week. And, and what benefits have you seen? Better sleep. Better productivity. Um, if I am sick and I go in the ice bath, faster recovery. Mm-hmm. If I feel like tired, it. Have you adjusted your diet as well in doing this or no? Or the not same? yet entirely yet. I'm on my way there. You should try fasting. Um, There's a lot of positive you know, stuff. I, you know, it. I like food. I, I want to be comfortable eating whenever I want, whatever I want. Mm. But I'm limiting certain things. I'm not that much of an extreme person. Yeah. I know it gives better results, but like I, I just don't want to cut certain things. You know, there's like if I'm fasting for nine hours and I see cheese in front of me, I'm gonna go insane. I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> I want to have the cheese. You know, so I don't want to like limit myself to anything. For sure. So I have the ice pack, then I go to work. Um, Trifid Media starts at nine. I wait until everyone shows up until 9.29.25 and then oh, every... X-Men minions. X-Men minions. And then every morning we do five minutes of meditation. All of you. Uh, for sales, it's forced. And I force it because I want them to start thinking about what they're going to achieve for the rest of the day. Because mm-hmm. they need to 
think, manifest, and actually put the work in to achieve their targets. Yeah. You need to break down their targets into small little bit targets and then achieve them. Mm-hmm. But for the other and the people in production and, and admin and influence relations and all that, it's comfortable. Like it's free for them. You don't want to do it, go down. Go down, stay quiet, go smoke, go buy coffee, do whatever you want, because we have a market as well at Trifid. Mm-hmm. You know, we serve everything. Um, so do whatever you want to do and then come back up after five minutes. And then at 9.30, I go down to my real estate. and I Yeah, kinda, you just started Trifid yeah, Properties. Two months ago, Trifid Properties. Talk to us a little bit about that. Why did you decide to kind of pivot? I, I admire you trying to go into all different types of businesses where you see an opportunity. I think that's really novel. The opportunity is huge. It's enormous, but highly competitive. Very much, but it's... So uh, wh- how are you going to... How are you going to have any edge? Where do you feel that you're going to have an edge? Every property or real estate company today is a real estate first and then is a media company afterwards. They start outsourcing their work to people in the country that have all been trained by me, that have all been under my mentorship. All these companies out there who are creating content for different people going viral. I'm going to be the first media company that has the real estate underneath it. So that's kind of your USP. Yeah, your I mean, every agent. So I have a rule. You want to come in as a real estate agent. You want to come in to sell property. If you're unhappy to be in front of the camera. <laughs> I just foresee like sunset. <laughs> please, yeah, can you, it is, it is. Can you please make a reality? Yeah, you yeah, need I'm to gonna make a reality that's TV that's show coming, of this. That's coming. That's coming. Dude, that is um, going to be hilarious. That's coming. That's coming. Um, if you don't want, if, you, if you're not going to create one video a day, every day, you're not welcome. Go work for another real estate company. Hmm. Because they themselves have to create it. So they need no, to be No, no, crea- no, 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 no. That's, that's what I do for them. You create the videos create for, for them. them. Yeah. So what, what all these real estate agents out there today paying 10, 12, 15, 7, 8,000 dirhams as a monthly retainer to all these other companies, mm-hmm. stop paying them. Come to Trifid Properties. No, I'll do man. it for you for free. <laughs> You savage. I mean, it's it is it's different, right? It's what I'm providing. I know how it works. I'm offering it, and it's gonna eventually generate leads. From those leads, you make money and you grow. For sure, it's insane. Property, the property market is insane. The yeah, money. How the, insane is it? Oh like my how god! How much money are we talking? A crazy amounts of money. You have no idea, and it's so hot right now. Give us numbers. Man. Average of commissions could range from 150,000 dirhams. To 500,000 dirhams. Just for selling agent one... Cut, agent cut. Which is what percent of the property price? Um, six? 6%. They give 6%. So they're paying 6%. Total 6%. Then if you split it different, but sometimes you could go in... You can get a broker's license like this. You don't need a company. You can go do it if you need to. Yeah, there's individuals who can be brokers Yeah, now, you can right? do it, right? And then you go get 6%. Come on. like Okay, so that, does that mean right now, me as the CEO, founder of Trifid Media, I'm making whatever... If I sell two to three a year, um, that means I'm making the income of what I'm making today at running a business with 150 people for a year. Yeah, with a lot less headache and a lot less risk. Now, I don't mind the headache. I like it. Mm. So I'll run the media business, but I also run a yeah. real estate. I, I did you I, do? Have you done this kind of concept with anything else, like affiliate marketing? Oh, yeah, definitely. Affiliate marketing, we started two months ago with a product called Arc Drops. Mm-hmm. What is Arc Drops? So it's a... It's a um, uh, 
productivity booster kind of energy booster blow your head up uh, i tried it the blow, other day it, 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 <laughs> it, does, does it, no, it doesn't blow your head but up did but it, did, you, did it impact you in any way yeah it was cool man it was like a wake-up call i felt like it was like a yo all it does is opens up your oxygen. yeah it's almost like um when you eat mustard or wasabi or something like that, it opens up all your... And then if you breathe, more air oxygen goes into your lungs and yeah. therefore better results at the end mm -hmm. of the day. So started two months ago till today in two months, we've made total revenue sales top line of 180,000 nerves. And that's literally you saw a product, you created a TikTok account for it. I mean, you reached out to them, right? So it's called Arc of Sweden Arc Drops. Mm -hmm. 1.1 million original page. Reach out to them. Hey, you're giving 10% as affiliate on your website. I want this much, mm -hmm. which is obviously higher. But I'm a marketing agency and I am a GCC expert. I know how to create content for the GCC users, mm -hmm. which is basically I took what concept worked with them, mm -hmm. which is a tagline, a voiceover, certain audio in the background and people trying it. I literally did the same thing, put a Khaliji voiceover on top of it, mm -hmm. put audio and the page blew up today. It has 30 million views on the hashtag. Oh, wow. 170,000, nerves in top line revenue and then our commission after that. Fantastic. And on top of that, it's, the page is owned by us. Mm. So yeah, you actually own the distribution. Like not the distribution. Not the distribution. You the own, distribution comes from comes sure, from no, Sweden. You own, you own the customer acquisition tool. Correct. Which is the most important tool. Yeah. And are you planning on doing that with other products I've as already well? started with the ice baths. Okay, so, so ice you, baths, you're also doing that with the ice baths. A, what are they called, the ice baths? Ice bath GCC. I have the domain. Okay, nice. So the iSpat brand is called Allura. Okay, which is manufactured where? UAE. Okay. But the page is called iSpat GCC. Okay. And do you invest, okay, from apart from doing business and, and the, all these opportunities, do you invest in anything else like property? Do you invest in stocks or anything like Not that? Yet. And do you plan on doing that Definitely, or you're just yes. focused on business? I just want to surpass this thing that I need for passive income. Mm -hmm. which I even if it takes another five years, I don't mind. Mm -hmm. Once I have that position where if I'm asleep at night, I wake up in the morning and I've made a thousand arms. Mm -hmm. Forget anything more. I'll be ready to kind of go like, okay, now it's the time. You'll be happy. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I hope you reach that point. It's been a Thank fabulous you. discussion. Yeah. We're 55 minutes in. Nice. So that went real quick. Yeah. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. And Thanks for having me. It's been me. an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having Take me. Take care. Cool. Thank you guys for watching. Have a good day.